While we turned away from him, he turned his heart toward us. While we chased after selfish desires, he chased after us. While we made excuses for our misguided choices, pursuing an elusive sense of fulfillment, he emptied himself to take the form of a servant. This unthinkable inequity, our Creator clothed in flesh and weakness for the sake of those clothed in iniquity. While we were lost and alone, He became a path for us. While we embraced the comfort of falsehood, He embraced us and showed us truth. While we were eclipsed in shadow, our spirits broken and dying, He became life and light to all. Our Shepherd, our Teacher, our Savior and King. And when it seemed the world had given up, He gave up everything. At just the right time, when we were powerless, He displayed His power and purpose. While we stood accused, He accepted the accusation. He endured humiliation and the untold suffering of crucifixion. For while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Not because we deserved it, far from it, but because there has never been a greater love than the love of Jesus. Today, if you feel hopeless, He gives hope unconditionally. If you've been rejected, He accepts you completely. If your burdens weigh heavy, lay your fears and failures at the foot of the cross, for His blood has erased them entirely. No longer a slave, but an heir of salvation, you are his child, his chosen. You are his beloved. Monday, man. Hope you guys are having a great week so far. Gotta get that fixed real quick. There it is. Anyway, I hope you're having a great Monday and I hope you've had a great weekend. Let's get this faded out. I've got a really cool word for you today, actually. Um, I'm gonna be teaching you about how to fight and clean the devil's clock. <laughs> this is for mature audiences, actually. If you're a mature intercessor and a front runner, You'll do extremely well because this is going to give you some really phenomenal fighting tools. Welcome to the 15 Minute Rev, guys. Hope you've had a great Monday so far. Um, getting a little late start here today, but we're getting it going finally. About 2.27 p.m. I'm about an hour late. But anyway, so the title for today is Shattering the Devil's Clock, the Water Tiger, and Hairy Transitions. How many of you feel like you're in a hairy transition right now? Hey, Christy. Good afternoon this afternoon. So how many of you feel like you're like in a really kind <clears throat> It's better than last week. Last week was pretty bad. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. It's pretty stressful. And we want, you want to know why I think that was? I think actually last week was stressful for people because we're finally coming to this place as a nation where we're realizing... Pardon me, we're either going to have to do it God's way or we're going to have to hit the highway. 
That's really where we're coming to. And we're having to come to the end of ourselves and realizing we can't do it alone. And so the church is even having to step into this place now of reality where we're realizing that, you know, we haven't done such a great job of uh, helping to grow our sheep up to where we can fight effectively. But that's what we're stepping into right now. But the other good news is this. The good news is that things are shifting. They're really, really shifting on your behalf because people are making decisions to come up and they're coming up into whatever God tells them to come up in. Remember what Kurt Landry had stated when he was talking in 2021 about the four people groups. And I didn't intend on going here, but I'll go ahead and explain it. But the first people group of the first of the four, they're like, oh, no, we're not doing anything. We're staying right here. We're going to stay right here. What's familiar because this is safe without realizing they're in boiling water. The second group of people within the four are like, um, we're thinking about coming forward. We're not really sure what that entails, but I think I'm going to stay where it's familiar because that's all I've ever known kind of a thing. So they're stuck with the first people group. The third people group are arrogant enough to thinking, but all three, all the first part of the first uh, three people groups of the four are stuck in apparatuses of religion, but they're like, I'm going to take the apparatus of religion into the new place with me. And God's like, no, you're not. No, you're not. And so that leaves them stuck by default. So the fourth people group and the only group that are making it through are the people that are saying, Lord, I don't know where you're taking me, but I'm going to go with you because I trust you. I don't know where this is taking me. So we entered into this transitional place, which really made us come to the end of ourselves to realize we ain't going nowhere without him. He's the only power above us. He's the cloud by day and the pillar of fire by night. And if you don't learn to move with the spirit, you ain't going nowhere. That's the bottom line to that conversation. So that's where we're at. But things are shifting now as we're learning to keep time. So that brings us into today's conversation where I'm going to tell you what's coming at you through witchcraft. Um, and if you're not a mature intercessor, by the way, or you're not a front runner, I'm going to tell you that um, you're not probably going to get what I'm talking about. And so I'm not trying to insult anybody by saying that. It's kind of like Kim Clement. Did you ever listen to Kim Clement? Kim Clement was such a high-powered frontrunner and prophet. And he was so far out in the spirit that literally, even today, we're just now seeing his prophetic words unfold. So he was that far out. That's a front runner. So if you're not a front runner and this isn't jiving with your spirit, that's probably because you're not one. It's not to insult you or to hurt your feelings. It's just, you know, some are given the gift of joy, others faith. Very few are given the gift of love from birth. Well, front runners are given the gift of love and we all are different parts of the body of Christ. So we serve the Lord differently, but I'm not called to condemn you. Hopefully not you, me. We're just called to work together as a team and learn to function in the body of Christ because God's putting together an army. So, we're going to be way out in the spirit today. That's what I'm trying to get you into. I'm trying to get you primed for this conversation. <laughs> so if you're not called to run, you'll be either, you'll kind of be annoyed by this message, but hopefully not. Hopefully you're going to be encouraged. So the Lord says, God's the author and the finisher of our faith. And he's going to have us finish what he started us into. Did you know that? So if you're feeling like you're failing right now, if you're feeling like you're, Kind of like, I don't know where I'm going, Lord, and I don't know where this is taking me. I don't know if it's even going anywhere. That's what I felt like the body was getting stuck in last week. Thinking, are we really even going anywhere? Is this really going to happen? 
I've been believing for this for so long and now I'm seeing, I feel like I'm seeing the digression of things in our nation. And they're like, God's like, you don't know what I'm doing behind the scenes. God's trying to get you to believe the best of a holy God. He's trying to get you to believe the best of each other. That's love. That's when you know you're operating in the spirit, when you're starting to step into this place of his heart where you can cast down the vain imaginations and you can cast down the negative emotions because you know when you decree a thing, decree a thing, decree a thing, his word is doing something for you. So that's the good news. That's actually awesome, awesome news with where you're now standing. So God is saying though in this hour, you're not going anywhere until you get the assignment completed. So he's telling the body as well. And I'm not trying to be a hard nose. I'm just telling you what he's telling me today. He's saying, Get on board or get out of the way. Have you ever heard of General George S. Patton's famous speech where he stated, he stated, lead, follow, or get the hell out of the way. That's what Patton said. And that's actually the epitaph on my father's memorial out at Camp Mabry here in Austin, uh, where I've lived by my father's statement and General Patton's statement for the last 30 years. Lead, follow, or get the heck out of the way. But if you're not sure where God is taking you in your life, or if you haven't found out who love is or who you are, then you can become an, become a nuisance spiritually until you do. You got to know who you are, whose you are. You're the son or the daughter of a king. You got to know your authority. You have to. I don't care what part of the body you serve in. Or if you become a nuisance, God's going to have to shelve you until you comply. And you don't want that. You don't want to become a pot that's just on a shelf sitting somewhere. Because God can't use you because of your refusal to comply. So this is the place we're also at. So the Lord's saying in this hour, don't allow the enemy to use you by doing, what do they call it, uh, in this armed services, they call it friendly fire. God doesn't want us getting into friendly fire against one another because we don't know who we are. Or because we're praying witchcraft prayers or prayers prayed amiss. Or we're using the word of God in a demonic way with a malicious heart, which means God doesn't have to back that either. That's Hebrews 8, 2, excuse me, Hebrews 4, 2, excuse me, where the word of God is used by a different spirit outside of love. If you don't mix faith with love, your faith won't work. Well, let me tell you about this part of that truth is that faith only works by love. It's based on the statement, and I'll cite source Kenneth Copeland, where he says, Faith, hope, and love, but the greatest of these is love. If you don't have the curtain rod of love hanging out, your faith's not going to work. No love, no faith, no faith, and your prayers don't get answered. Not even using the word of God because it's not operating in the right spirit. So that's the secondary thing you have to know as a front runner and an intercessor if you're called to be part of his army. And it's the one thing I think it's going to lead us right into the topic matter for today. So you guys have heard me talk about the clock right keeping time with god and and staying in timing with god we try to do that as christians hopefully if you're spirit filled by keeping the hebraic feast um, by also trying to know what part of god's heart you're in we've been teaching you about um the parts of god's heart which are c1 c2 c3 c4 we all have quadrants to our heart you've got a water chamber you've got water in your body Then you've got fire, which is your energy that makes your body work. You're made of an earthen vessel. And then you're a spirit. A body without a spirit is dead, right? So 
Every year you move through the quadrants of God's heart as you learn to keep time with him, which is also the Maseroth. Go look it up in the book of Revelation. The Maseroth is um, based on the 12 tribes of Israel. And the 12 tribes of Israel basically represent the 12 parts of God's personality. Okay, I'm telling you the godly side before I tell you the ungodly side. So the ungodly side... Now, if God, if God created the Maseroth, then you know the, the enemy copies everything God does, okay? So, the ungodly side of the devil's clock, I just told you about God's clock or the Maseroth, but the devil's clock is based on the most known thing to the world, which is called the signs or the zodiac, okay? Um, but that's the flesh, that's based on the personality you were born into or the month you were born into. We're beautifully and wonderfully made in God's image. But we each have a month that we're born into. So you've heard me teach about the devil's clock. And today God's fixing to teach you how to clean it. <clears throat> and the last week, the Lord has been teaching me about the parts of the enemy's clock. I thought there was just the zodiac. And the Lord starts, he's starting to expand it now. And so God is so good and God is brilliant like this. If you think about it, because the way that God keeps time, he's like, he's a well-organized oiled machine, a well-oiled machine in the way that he has us keep time for Christianity. Because in Christianity, or through, for Christians, spirit-filled Christians, we know the signs and the times through the Hebraic feast, um, through the month, each month, of each tribe that's represented. Each tribe has strengths and weaknesses. If you go study the 12 tribes of Israel. And so you have to know the weaknesses of your tribe for the month that you're born into. Then you got to know yourself. You got to know your own weaknesses for the month that you're born into in the flesh. So you got to be binding those weaknesses away. If you're an intercessor and a front runner, I'm teaching you how to do this. Um, if you want to continually keep time with God and Avoid hindrances in the spirit so that you can keep time effectively. Okay, so the Lord was teaching me today. I'm moving through this kind of quick, but I'll, if you want my notes, I'll email them to you. Just email me at yeshuanavigator at gmail.com because you might want to look back over this again. But the Lord was teaching me there are parts to the devil's clock. And he, he took me to the Chinese zodiac. The Chinese zodiac is based on the entire year. So it's a yearly part of the enemy's clock. And it tells you about like the year of the ox, the year of the tiger, the year of the horse. So we've come, we're coming out of the year of the ox right now in the Chinese zodiac for the year. And this is the part of the enemy's clock that the witches and Satanists also use. They use the, the Western zodiac, which is the monthly zodiac, to target you individually to find out your strengths and weaknesses as a person. But then they use the Chinese zodiac through the strengths of these animals. They use animals as spirit guides and they release the strengths throughout the year on their people. Okay. They use animal guides for this and I'm not into, I haven't done a whole lot of research on that, but this is as far as I've gotten. So 2022 is known as the year of the water tiger. Okay, now I've told you, let's back up. I've told you about the quadrants of God's heart. C1 is the part of God's heart that deals with water. Okay, that's where you're walk, walking through the washing of the water of the word for us. And no, this isn't new age. I'm not into new age. 
I'm just explaining. This is intricate. This is for mature intercessors and front runners. So we walk through C1 with the washing of the water of the word, which means January 1 through April 30th. Your main focus should be deliverance. And now our main focus should be deliverance all year long, all year long. Because if we want to maneuver through this hairy place that we're fixing, we've already stepped into, actually, we're feeling it by the spirit right now because we're dealing with a lot of witchcraft, high-level witchcraft. Um, you're going to have to know how to navigate. You really, really are. So you need to be binding the weaknesses of the enemy's clock and the weaknesses within your tribe. Okay? And your own personal weaknesses if you want to navigate effectively. So talked about the Zodiac. We're into the water tiger now, and we're into the quadrant of God's heart, which represents water. If you're walking in a holy way versus an unholy way. So the witches and Satanists use this portion to release witchcraft through the negative attributes of animal guides mixed with the elements of water, fire, earth, and air. If I've talked to you about C1, C2, C3, C4, the four quadrants of God's heart. That's water, fire, earth, and air the same way. Okay? So you're going to have to understand where you're at in Christ, what God's expecting you to do during those time periods, versus what the enemy's trying to force you to do, to force you into his clock, into his time, so you don't lose time with God. Let's move forward. So all year... Thank you, Lord. All year long, you're going to begin binding and fighting in the courts. Hopefully, you know how to use the courtrooms of heaven to fight against the water tiger and all of its strengths against you. That's what's going to be coming at you all the year this year. We're coming out of the year of the ox. And so what are the traits? We're moving into the year of the water tiger. But what are the traits of the, of the water tiger? Water is a really powerful thing. It has an ability to make hurricanes it has an ability to make water spouts it has an ability to drown people to flood things so it can be used in a negative way which is the usual the way the enemy's using it versus the way that it can cleanse us the way that it can redeem us and it can be used like the washing of the water of the word where the word is powerful it can be spirit kind of a thing so it's all about how you deal with a thing which determines its outcome right so you got to know the good versus the evil, and you got to be able to bind and know your enemy, know your enemy, but bind it so you continue moving out of the old and into the new. So the strengths of a tiger, and this is all false, by the way, because it's based on false confidence in these attributes, but it's false, it's false confidence, false bravery, false passion, false uncompromising resolve, which are all based again on false confidence given to the enemy are given by the enemy because without Christ, the vessel can't compete against God's people. We can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. Greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. So these people have this false sense of thinking that they're bigger than God, and they're not. They can't beat you if you know what you're dealing with. So I'm trying to give you these inroads to teach you what you're dealing with but there there are also weaknesses of the tiger that you can <laughs> prey on prey if you're a smart intercessor they can be stubborn they can be arrogant they can be lacking in modesty the rebelliousness can also lead them to trouble 
They have many friends, but they also struggle establishing intimate relationships. What is God all about? God's about intimacy. He's about developing true relationships, true love. He's about teaching you about himself, right? It's just starting to make a little bit of sense. So anyway, we move. I've told you a little bit about the Western Zodiac. So the Chinese Zodiac deals with the year. The Western Zodiac deals with the month. The Indian Zodiac deals, it's almost the same as the Western Zodiac dealing with the month, just different names. But then there's the final one, the side reel. Sonia, I'm sending you this, by the way. Don't let me forget. Good afternoon. But I'm sending, the next one is side reel, the side reel Zodiac, which focuses on day to day. So God's telling us how the enemy's doing things in his clock in the year, the month, and the day. Now, isn't that just like God? God says, know the signs and the times. He tells us to be sons and daughters of Issachar, which are, in the, which if we know the signs and the times of the Maseroth and how the 12 tribes are moving through the times of God, don't you think the enemy is going to try to counter that by creating a false sense of timing to get you out of God's time? That's what he's all about. He's all about getting us out of alignment with God. Through witchcraft, he uses magic to do this. So there are different components in what that he, what he uses. So you need to be binding all types of magic. Hello, I'm telling you how to do this. Bind all the for all the way magic uh, is used with the four elements of water, fire, wind, and air, or earth and wind. You're binding those are earth and air, water, fire, earth, and air. You're binding how magic is combined with these to create negative outcomes for you. Especially if you're in the courts, put a restraining order on it. And then loosen God's timing, loosen realignment over your life. So you stay in the right time. You're always at the right place at the right time at all times. And this is based on Genesis 30 verses 18, where it talks about the sons of Issachar analyzing their times. Know the signs and the times. What do you think a sign is? That's your birth month. Know your sign and your time. Know who you are and who you are. Know the signs and the times. Got to know how to move through God. Got to move through God's heart. You're not trying to move deeper into the devil's heart. You're moving higher into Christ's heart. If you're focused on love and you're trying to mature and you're, and the only thing that's going to get you there too, by the way, is getting deliverance. You got to get rid of every weakness in your personality, every weakness in your bloodline. And I know that sounds really daunting. Like, how do I know all these things? God will show you. He will show you. Your whole life is a journey to get there. But you got to start somewhere. But you get rid of the weaknesses in your sign, the weaknesses in your tribe. And the more deliverance you get, the higher you go in him, in the Lord. And nothing can keep you earthbound. That's how you go higher into love. And that's how you develop his spirit. And that's how you get a spirit to land on your vessel. So, sons of Issachar had analyzed their times and had perceived correctly whose times were they were walking in. They knew what to do because they understood what was happening. Let's move to 1 Chronicles 12.32 where it's talking about David's army grows at Hebron. What's God creating? He's creating an army in his spirit. He's creating an army. How are you part of God's army? You're going to do it by his spirit in love. You do all things 
You can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. And it talks about from the half tribe of Manasseh, 18,000 designated by name to come and make David king. God's trying to bring a king into the room in your life. From Issachar, men who understood the times and knew what Israel should do, comprised of 200 chiefs with all their kinsmen, that means their bloodline, at their command. From Zebulun, 50,000 fit for service, trained for battle with all kinds of weapons of war. I don't care, devil. Get thee behind me in Jesus' name. Um, Sorry, the enemy's hitting my mind. Um, With one purpose, and they were devoted to David. So if we're going to fight the devil, we have to know what time it is. And the warfare is beginning to ramp up against Christians now because the enemy knows that there's, they think they've forgotten that there's more of us than there are of them. But the only problem with that fact is that there aren't enough mature Christians. But all God needs is a few good, pure-hearted men and women. That's all he needs. It doesn't need the whole army. He's got all he needs. Remember how he he kind of whittled down Gideon's army from 20,000 to 300? Remember that? And he started looking, told Gideon to look at the way they drink the water. Look at the way they're drinking out of their hands. Or are they keeping a watchful eye? Are they Do they have their face towards the water? Or are they attentive to what's going on around them? So, for 85% of the church, you're going to be... You're going to be hurting for certain if you're not keeping up with this stuff and not getting deliverance. So you have to know how to fight in the courts in this hour. And you have you have to know how to fight the devil's clock and the people who use it every day, every month of the year. Because there are demonic spiritual forces and attributes released against you daily and monthly and even four times a year through the demonic feasts that they keep. God's got feasts that he has the Hebrews keeping. The devil has feasts that they do. You got to know what these things are. And you got to track with people who can teach you. Lest you fall prey and you get stuck. And if you know how to track them, you can beat the devil and clean his clock. Instead of Satan always cleaning yours. And holding you back from your dreams and from your blessings. This is the new level of warfare for frontrunners and intercessors, and it's also the reason for the influx of witchcraft and why Jesus told us to know the signs. When you're born, if you were, and if you're born again, what to the 12 tribes of Israel you were born or reborn into, know their strengths and weaknesses, and then how to fight your enemy. Which means you also have to understand how the enemy's clocks work in its parts, in order to fight your way forward so that you can defeat the enemy in time. It's all about time right now. Remember I told you, you were in a transition, right? You're in a huge transition right now. So a lot of people have thought that we're out of time. We've lost time as a nation. You haven't lost anything. You're in a transitional place. And by the way, God's winning the war because of a few good men and women. Front runners. Which brings us to the actual talk today <laughs> uh, Genesis 35 1 through 36 43 where it talks about new beginnings places of transition where you're almost there and I know it looks like for some of you that you feel like the enemy's holding you back or like he's winning or he's holding our nation back he's not winning anything you have no idea there are a lot of Balaam's 
right now on the scene? Balaam's operating in the apostolic and the prophetic and the evangelist teacher preacher realm. And God's just about ready to clean their clocks right now. Because your sin will find you out if you're a false prophet. And you got to start looking at whether they're, you got to look at their fruit first of all. You got to look at if they're, if they have signs, wonders, and miracles following them second of all. If their words are coming to pass, or they're just blowing a hot, a lot of hot air because anybody can use their gifts. The gifts of Christ are irrevocable. Okay. The gifts of God will always be there. You can't give them back. You were born with them. You will always have them. But if you don't have signs, wonders, and miracles following you and your words don't come to pass, matter of fact, if you've got a nasty heart and you're one way in front of the camera versus one way behind the camera, you're a false prophet. You're a Balaam. You're not who you say you are. You're a fraud. So, and then Lord will expose you in due season. He's all out about that right now. So he's trying to teach the body if he can start. And, and the problem with this within regard to the body is you've got to look at the track record of the person you're listening to. If you don't know somebody, you need to ask God, Lord, expose this to me. If there's something in your heart that's like, like you, you're just feeling like there's something a little bit off, but you're not sure, you need to trust that small, still voice. Lest you be duped. And let me tell you the thing about Jezebel right now in this hour. Jezebel is the front runner for the Antichrist spirit right now. It's the main spirit that the enemy is using, like God uses the spirit of Elijah. The enemy is using the spirit of Jezebel to get up into these big platforms to pollute the prophets, to pollute their gifts, to get as close to the true prophets as they can, so they can spread that spirit on its words through interaction, as well as pollute entire people groups from the top down. And as many people as will listen to that spirit makes the devil extremely happy because that means he's polluting their hearts, making it very hard for you to keep time. He's obtaining his objective. He's winning. And we have 85% of the body right now who's get duped, lost his goose in a hailstorm. <laughs> that's I'm just calling what it is. So... That's between them and God. I'm just telling you the paraphrase that God gave me. So we're going to get on with the rest of the conversation and see what God has to tell you right now. So we're talking about Jacob, actually, where Jacob was in a transitional period. He just lost his wife. It was a season of sorrows. And he was having to learn to pick up his losses and move on. He was basically learning how, how to deal with God and and deal with the losses that he'd incurred in his life so he could move through this transitional place that he was now in. So he lost three people in his life. One was Deborah, who was a good friend of his. The other one was Rachel, his wife, and then his father. And so Jacob was learning how to keep time and keep, he was having to learn how to keep moving forward in time, but it didn't mean his warfare would change. Okay, if, if we think that by moving forward that your warfare is going to change, you're, you're kidding yourself. It, it means usually you're going to be dealing with new levels and new devils. But unless you get free from yourself and attain a, attain a heart change, you're not going to be able to fight on those levels helping you to overcome. Pardon me. So it, we, we lose the war when we choose to stay the same. Because as the light gets lighter, the darkness is getting darker and it's coming up alongside of you while you choose to stay where it's familiar. 
The devil didn't stop growing. He's growing too. His forces are growing too. So, in order to fight effectively in this season, you're going to have to get pure-hearted to where God's Spirit can dwell in you or over you, can tabernacle over you. He's looking for a, a landing pad. He's looking for a vessel to land on. Is that you? To where love can reign as king. So David, not David, excuse me, Jacob is dealing with these new sorrows. And he's also dealing with the fact that his own son lost his birthright. Sin can cost you big in this hour. It can cost us huge in this season, which means it can get very expensive for us. It can hinder you from ever attaining destiny from ever being able to step into your dreams, all because you chose to do what was right in your own eyes versus what God says is right to do. And this is part of the new season that we're learning to step into as we're learning to fight and we're learning to, uh, we're learning about our enemy. If you're going to fight any war, you've got to learn that you have a very real enemy. Well, a good warrior studies his enemies. The enemy's studying you, right? He studied you all your life. He studied your bloodline. He's trying to figure out if you know who you are versus whose you are. And if you don't know whose you are, could he dupe you to thinking you're your own God? Which is what half the world, or if not all the whole entire world, thinks that they are. They've developed themselves as an idol. Thinking so they don't have to submit to a power greater than themselves. But you're not your own God. That would go against the first of the big ten. Thou shalt have no other gods but me. But... It also, the new season also had new joys for Jacob. And it's, so it's kind of a bittersweet place that we find ourselves in as front runners and intercessors right now because you feel the transition. You don't want to get stuck in this mindset of, oh, nothing's changing for me. Yes, it is. It's changing. Oh, it is. And your words are working because the word of God goes out and accomplishes that which it seeks to accomplish and it never returns back void. It's working. Trust me, it's working. It's just that you're learning how to follow a thing in its unfolding process. Faith is an act and the action is in the doing. So you're stepping into faith every day and you're releasing Christ every day over your situations so that you can continue in the unfolding process of co-creating that's what he's teaching you how to do how to co-create with the word but the new joys in this season for jacob in his day where rachel had left him with a blessing the blessing of a new son so he named him son of my sorrow until god changed his name to son of my right hand and this was an act of faith at the time when Jacob's heart was absolutely broken. And I know a lot of frontrunners right now, we're at this place where we're having to realize that, you know, some people have chosen not to change around us. Some people have chosen to stay the same. And so we're having to move on with God, whether we like it or not, because God's got a job for you to do through him. And so you're having to let some people go and God's going to restore and replace those people along your way. But it's hard. It's very, very painful. And so Jesus was a son of sorrow. But he was also made a son of God's right hand. Do you know whose you are and who you are? Because if you're going to be seated with them in heavenly places, it's going to cost you something. It's going to cost you big. 
But are you willing to pay the price to get there? Because the dividends by far outweigh the cost. And you're almost to the other side. So as sons and daughters of Issachar, in order for us to become complete and mature, we have to step into more inner healing, which means that many of us are experiencing birth pains, the birth pains of the new place. And you're also going to have to learn to cut your losses and leave some things or people behind. You're going to have to leave jobs behind sometimes. You're going to have to leave, unfortunately, relationships. Some people are leaving marriages. I've had several friends who, they're unequally yoked. They got married at a young age and they didn't, they didn't make sure that they were equally yoked. They didn't marry Christians or their spouses have left them. I can't believe I'm telling you that, but that's the truth. But we're having to cut our losses while we continue to move out of the old and into the new, which is very painful for those of us realizing that truth because we we never expected it. We made some mistakes along the way in our attempt at getting into position, but despite our failures, the sons and daughters of Israel are getting there. God's finishing what he started as long as you're committed to the process and getting free. The frontrunners are finally getting into position to where God's glory is starting to fall and the deep love of Christ is encapsulating us again. Have, did you, have you ever felt like, like you did as a little kid? I don't know about you, but for me, but as a young girl, <clears throat> pardon me, I started off well. <laughs> I started off um, in pure heartedness and I didn't understand or hadn't learned that, you know, the pure hearted take a lot of hits because people view love as weak. They view you if you love, especially if you love deeply, they view you as weak or like you're not tough enough. You need to, you need to buck up. You need to get thicker skinned. And, and I, I wanted to be accepted. I just wanted to be accepted by people because I'd always walked in rejection as a young child. And when I got into high school, that was like a pinnacle. That was when the first, first glory hit for me in my life. And I started walking in that new glory and the gifts were on fire on my life. And then I got caught up with the wrong people <laughs> and I got duped and by the enemy by thinking you know you just need to you know try to fit in you need to be like them and da 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 and there I went down that pathway for about five years and God didn't have any patience for me he jerked the slack out of my chain and then he brought me back to him at 22 with the death of my dad and my life I've stayed steadfast hopefully since then but it's taken a lot of time to correct the damage that I did through my own disobedience that five years. You can do a whole lot of damage in a short amount of time. You really, really can. So then God has to clean you up, which is, I think, where a lot of front runners are at right now, if you got off. But where are you at? Where are you at right now? Because we're all getting ready. They said that this was going to be a year where a lot of front runners and a lot of the, the loving people, the people that have been obedient, the fourth group, you're going to take a lot of persecution this year because the body still hasn't figured out that what they're doing is not working. Their petition prayers aren't working anymore. Their binding and loosening isn't working anymore because they failed to move through the seasons of God's heart. Okay. So if you've failed to mature, you're not going to have the right tools for the current season that you're now walking in. So if you're getting mad at God, you're getting mad at the only person that can help you, 
which means you need to roll up your arm sleeves and eat a big piece of humility pie and start doing things God's way, whether you like it or not, whether you understand it or not. You know, there are, there are different voices that I've listened to. I'll use Kim Clement again. <clears throat> Before I knew who Kim Clement was, and he and I didn't always get him, but I knew he was of God. So I didn't judge him. I didn't judge him. And, and I don't know how to explain that, <clears throat> except, pardon me, to tell you that you can sense by the spirit that is, because I, I guess that's a spirit bearing witness with the spirit too. If, if you're operating in love already, I hope that you are, even if you're less mature and you don't judge a thing, even if you don't understand what God is doing, God will move you into it. He'll be like, oh, okay, they're one of mine. Come on up. Come on. Let me help you up. And I'll start moving things out of the way really quickly in your life to get you up into position. So you do understand. So you do know how to track with the times so you can get into position because it's all about the heart. But if you're one of these people that are stuck in the flesh and the devil's clock and you're determined to do things your own way, you're going to pay a price for it in this hour. And the enemy's going to start eating your lunch. He probably already is. But is right where we're at and we're stepping into right now with a lot of people because there's a standoff between the true front runners and the true intercessors and the heart of people walking in the heart of God versus people stuck in the religious right. People, the Pharisees, people that are stuck in an apparatus of religion. We're at a crossroads. So what you're seeing happening on all seven mountains and what you're seeing happening in politics right now where there's a standoff happening. Same thing's happening in the church. We're at a crossroads. So it brings us to Matthew 12, 1 through 21, talking about the religious leaders trying to attack people operating in the warm, unconditional love of God or the new move. The people called to the new move, bringing the new move forward. And there's a lot of hostility coming forward. And the Lord says, just like they attacked Jesus, they're going to attack you because they don't understand the new move of God because, for one, it's not them bringing it forward. So there's a lot of level of arrogance and pride behind it. But it's getting in the way of their ability to see. So it's based on petty jealousies and insecurities, which, you know, honestly amazes me how insecure the church has become. But it's also why people are leaving the church because they don't want to deal with all the bull anymore. If you notice, the people that are getting serious about God, they're like, get out of my way. You're not standing in my way with all your immature crap anymore. Go over there if you want to stay immature. Go stay on the on the potty trainer. I'm going to move on. I don't have time for this anymore. So they're leaving churches because of it. They're not putting up with it anymore. So without the right tribe, you got to know your tribe then too. you got to find your right tribe or the church body becomes a cesspool of degradation where people just gaslight each other or act in anything but love. That's where the church is at. So there's a lot of hostility building between the religious, the apparatus of religion people versus those operating in the warm and conditional love of God. And let me just tell you this too, the people operating in the warm and conditional love of God, we're going to give you pushback. We're going to push back so hard. We'll run over you like a Mack truck because if you don't get out of our way, because we know there has to be a job to do in order to save the nation. So move over. Move over, Holmes. God's coming through. He's coming through. Like it or leave it. But we're going to get the job done through him. So it's all based on your focus, where you're at. And when Jesus is your Lord, you learn that all life becomes a Sabbath. And every place around you becomes a temple because you've learned not to limit him. You're learning to get away from you, to get out of the devil's clock. You're learning to... Stop being earthbound and 
You're learning that life is not always about you. You're learning to come up out of your childishness, out of your flesh. Because any other thing is hypocrisy. And it's what the Pharisees operated in when they were more concerned about keeping all the rules instead of being concerned with how to show true love to people. They'd never had it. So how could they give what they didn't have, which became a handicapped position for them? But if you're going to operate in victory in this hour, you got to know who your strong man is. Your strong man is Jesus Christ. And this season, for the people that are operating in the warm, unconditional love of Jesus, the strong man is starting to invade Satan's house. But until you put his true heart of love on, you will never enjoy the spoils of war. Because true love is the only thing that can get you there. You can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. He's got to add the super to your natural. You've got to be in his clock. Lest the enemy clean your clock and keep you earthbound. So leaders, do you use people or do you serve them? Are you there to serve them? Who's your focus on? Is it all about your numbers? Is it all about your pocketbook? Oh, you don't want to lose people. I don't want to offend people. Forget offending people in this hour. Your main focus should be getting them free. If they can't hang with you, then they aren't supposed to be in your flock. They were never committed to begin with. Now, if you remember correctly, Jesus is coming back for a pure spotless bride. He's coming back for a committed bride that's going to keep her lamps lit, who is sold out, sold out to the vision of God for this nation and also for their lives. So this is how you get God's spirit upon your vessel, which means you have to choose to get free from you, from the devil's clock set in place to keep you stuck. You know, it's interesting to me because Satan's clock was devised to focus on all of your unhealed areas. Did you think about that? Have you ever thought about that? It was devised to keep you stuck in everything you thought you were. Or who you were born into. Whether personality-wise, bloodline curse-wise, if you haven't known your family's bloodline cursings, it's designed to keep you focused on limitations. Where God is now showing up to teach you how to get free. How to come up higher into the higher things of the Spirit. But only you can choose to participate. Which brings us to Psalms 15, 1 through 5. Where God's house is learning to fellowship with the Father. And we're learning, for those people who have started this learning to ascend and descend. Has anybody ever taught you about that? Where the angels descend and descend upon Jacob's ladder. We're talking about Jacob today. That's that process of moving in through intercession. Or moving into your corporate worship time. Where worship takes you into ascending and descending when you release the holy angels the lord in you releases the holy angels and you know how to work with your angels you know how to work with time you know how to stay and step with a holy god so that you continue moving towards your dreams and towards your high calling in him and david knew how to do this he loved being in god's house and he yearned for fellowship with god he just wished he could be a guest to qualify to give God a visit whenever he wanted. 
But only through Jesus do we obtain that. And that's through salvation first, which gives us access to the Father. Once we receive Jesus as Lord, that bridge or access is built for us to come in and out of God's house or ascend and descend as God teaches us more about his heart. And God welcomes us because we've come on the basis of his righteousness and not our own. So we have to make sure before we come closer to him that we get our hearts clean so that he can draw nearer to us. Because if you abide in me and I abide in you, you can ask what you will and I'll do it. You want to know why? Because it's you're learning to only pray and say what you hear your father praying and saying. You want to get your prayers answered? Only pray what you hear the Father pray. Because he's he is literally the good, the pure, and the lovely. So if I'm only praying, when I hear Jesus giving me revelation about, you can bet your behind, he's going to answer my prayers. Which he does, I hope. <laughs> I think he does. Quite frequently. But he does. So you're, you want to get your decrees answered? You're only praying and saying what you hear Jesus in you saying. You're not saying anything more, anything less. But that's how you get your prayers answered. Now, I think that God moves on our hearts. Okay, thank you, Holy Spirit. When we were younger in the Spirit, when, when we were younger, hey, good afternoon, James. Um, I, God says, blessed are the pure in heart for they shall see God. A lot more people knew the Lord back then, and they were more pure hearted. So we could use petition prayers. We could operate at the lower levels in order to get our prayers answered because we were operating and flowing with the Spirit of God. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. But then as we got farther away from love, then we had to start operating and binding and loosening and knowing what devils we were agreeing with and flowing in agreement with. We had to bind them away from us to get our prayers answered. Well, now God's like, well, now the enemy's developing court cases against a lot of you. He's coming into your courts. And um, I bless that in Jesus' name. Um, but he's teaching us how to war in the heavenlies. You have an outer court and an inner court leading into a holy of holies. This is for mature warriors today, by the way. And so the enemy flows in and out of your courts because of what you don't know or what you're not healed of. So it's the spirit that flows through you, which is the spirit that you submit to until you get your heart cleaned up to where it's only God flowing through you, which is all power. So you have to receive Jesus as Lord in order for that to transpire. But this psalm, it gives us the ability to examine our fleshliness, our walks or our hearts and minds to see where we might be misaligned or out of step with God so that we can get our timing corrected. It's connected to our relationship with others. It's connected to our how we keep our promises and also how we use our money which deepens our relationship with Jesus. And then I'm going to wrap up as we move into Proverbs 3, 21 through 26, which is God completing the alignment process, knowing how to tell time. Do you know how to tell time? Do you know how to keep time? Do you know how to fight in time so that you don't get left behind? I'm going to wrap up with where it states, My son, let them not vanish from your sight. Keep sound wisdom and discretion. 
so they will be life to your soul and adornment to your neck. And then you will walk in your way securely, and your foot will not stumble. When you lie down, you won't be afraid. When you lie, excuse me, when you're, excuse me, when you lie down, your sleep will be sleep. Your sleep will be sweet, if I can talk. Do not be afraid of sudden fear, nor of the onslaught of the wicked when it comes. For the Lord will be your confidence and will keep your foot from being caught. You got to know how to tell time. And I think this is an hour right now. You know, it says like draws like. So the more of Jesus you have in you, the more of the good things of God he's going to draw to you. And you're going to be able to keep time effectively. And you're able to um, move in time and move through your year more readily or easily. But it's the people that are determined to do things their own way. And by the way, I'll even go so far as to say it's, it's people that are, they're know-it-alls. They think that they know more than God. Do you think you know more than God? And you always buck God. You're always having temper tantrums. God, why'd you do this? And God, getting all mad. Don't talk to me. I did that. I did that yesterday. I don't do that very often. But I'm human like the rest of us. I mean, but are you like that? Are you flesh bound? You can't do that very often with God. Because God's going to, he can't just allow you to rest on the mountaintop. He's got to take you down in a few valleys sometimes because it's in the valleys that you learn your biggest lessons. And you learn your biggest lessons about time, about keeping step with God, whether you're in much or in little, whether you're in joy or in sorrow. How well do you deal with the difficulties of time? Do you get jacked up and and you think to yourself, I'm just going to quit. I don't want to do this anymore. You're not fair, God. You're just not fair. That's the sign of an immature child. That's the sign of the flesh. Hopefully that's not you. My name is Dr. Melissa Hood. I hope you enjoyed the talk today. We meet you on Mondays and Fridays with a 15-minute rev to kind of turn the page for the week to tell you where you're at in the process, front runner or intercessor, to kind of help you gauge uh, the witchcraft for the week and where you're at in the process. Hopefully you're staying aligned, hopefully. But we do this hopefully around 1.30. I was a little bit late today, but I try to be here on time, but I'm hoping you can join us. If you're looking for a church family, or you need some training or deliverance, we'd love to help you out in that area. Consider emailing us. Go to EzekielsWill.org. We'd love to meet you. Our email address also, for your convenience, is YeshuaNavigator at gmail.com. Yes, we are coming out of the wilderness. We are. And don't you don't want to get stuck in that wilderness wandering experience, by the way. That's what the Israelites did for 40 years. Why spend time letting the enemy... Um, Delay, 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 which is his objective, by the way, in your life and create all these things because of immaturity or because of your refusal to obey the Lord and come into alignment with him. And so the Lord's trying to teach us in this season how to move through the difficulty, how to trust God in all things. Hello, America. How well do you trust God? Do you believe the best of a holy God, regardless of what you see, regardless of what you feel? That's an attribute of maturity. 
You don't believe in what you see with your eyes because your eyes will fail you. You just keep decreeing a thing, decreeing a thing, decreeing a thing, regardless of what's going on around you. If you can learn that, you will overcome anything in this life, anything in the natural. You will. So with that, guys, it is a deeper dependence. Great, great point. Great, 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 great point. Deeper consecration. Absolutely. So with that, I hope you have a great rest of your day today. I hope you consider joining me again on Friday. And until I see you again, guys, have a blessed Monday. But I'll look forward to seeing you then. Bye-bye.